All right, fellow fact checkers, we've got a brand new sponsor, and I am excited to promote this product. It's Fox and Sons Coffee. Now, Fox and Sons Coffee is a family-owned and operated small business selling whole bean, organically roasted, amazingly good coffee. On their website, Steve, the company's founder, describes how his love of coffee started with special Saturdays with his dad when he was growing up. Steve wants to share his love of coffee with you and the entrepreneurial spirit with his sons. Check out the website, foxnsons.com. And take a look at their best offer. A monthly subscription for three bags of coffee with free shipping for $38.89. Also, Steve's been on the show. He's a friend of the show. He follows us on the morning after as well as here on Fact Check This Podcast. Steve is a great dude. Great company to support. So go check out Fox and Sons Coffee. And get your morning started off right with a bag of delicious Fox and Sons Coffee. Let's start the show. check this podcast and tonight i am joined by my buddy evan johnson and we are going to talk about the end of covid finally i mean it's been it's been over for every sane human being for a while but biden finally declared that covid was over or at least the uh the emergency was over and then he that was promptly followed up by the white house whoever the white house is not still not entirely sure about this but the White House then released a number of different statements saying that he uh, he jumped the gun and he shouldn't have said that. But nonetheless, he said it. So uh, that's what we're going to run with. Yeah, well, it's so gracious of him to uh, finally declare that the pandemic is over and we can live like free human beings, kind of like we did in 2019. Um, and I mean, let's be honest, the reason he declared the pandemic over is because no one's doing this shit anymore. I mean, they're, they are the vac- no one's vaccinating their their small children virtually no one's getting the booster shots um you know even before they ended the mask mandate on public transportation no one was wearing the mask nobody just has any interest in following these rules anymore so they saw the writing on the wall with the midterms coming up they're saying okay we're gonna go with what's popular and just declare the pandemic over but i mean look if if people were vaccinating their kids their small kids at higher rates and people were lining up for these boosters at higher rates not only would the pandemic still be going on they'd still be mandating a lot of these vaccines uh, and and they'd still be implementing a lot of these draconian measures. So this is not a, a benevolent move on this part, their part. This is not them following the science, which they've never done at any point in the pandemic. This is reading the tea leaves, seeing that people are done with COVID and they're saying, well, we'll just go with what's popular, especially with the midterms coming up in just a couple months. Yeah, the the midterms is the big thing that that needs to be paid attention to is the fact that this has been this has been largely unpopular for the better part of a year, honestly. And you saw it in the, so 20, like the, um, the odd number of years, like 21, 23, so on and so forth. They don't typically have a whole lot of elections that happen in those years. 
But the handful that did happen in 21, a lot of the really pro, uh, the really pro vaccine mandate, really pro lockdown, really pro pushing masks, especially the ones who are really pro doing all that stuff to children, those candidates tended to get their ass handed to them in the handful of elections that were held in 2021. So as the midterms are getting closer, you start to see, yeah, they're they're going to start to change the way that they behave on a lot of things. And number one, COVID is not popular anymore. So that's like, that's the first thing that's got to go because COVID's over. We're going to move on from that. There's, there are a handful of other things that uh, I've been noticing and I'm, I'm actually intending to, to do that topic for <clears throat> my Wednesday episode this week. That'll be the, that'll be the Wednesday episode. I'm going to go into some of the things that you're currently seeing and are going to continue to see get ramped up uh, on social media and, and in the mainstream media as we uh, ramp up for, for the midterm elections. There's some crazy stuff going on, but yes, uh, step one is we have to move on from COVID. It's not popular and it's not going to win votes. Yeah, well, Virginia, I think, was like the main that that was the big shot that uh, they they elected uh, the Republican Governor Youngkin um, as as the governor because and they they went like for Biden by like 12 percent or something like that. Like they they went for Biden in 2020 at a a pretty significant rate. And then in just a year, this was a mostly blue area. They went for a Republican governor just because he was against the covid stuff. He was against the masking kids in school. He was against the, the critical race theory, uh, you know, gender cancer that they're trying to indoctrinate kids with. Um, and so, I mean, look, Republicans are so shockingly incompetent. Uh, so you can't expect that they're going to do this. But this is prob- it's probably the easiest time to have ever been a Republican politician in the history of this country. Two things you got to do. Number one, whatever DeSantis does, just follow his lead. And number two go hard at the stuff that's going on in schools, the, the critical race theory, and mostly like the sexualization of kids, the gender indoctrination. These are losing issues and they're u- losing issues, uh, you know, for the minority population as well. And you're starting to see that with Hispanics. There was a, um, there was a blue district in Texas, or it was historically blue and it was almost entirely Hispanic. They flipped to red for the first time, uh, s- since God knows when. And I, you're starting to see that trend. And a lot of it is this cultural stuff. If you look at Hispanics, they're very culturally conservative. They're very religious. They're very family oriented. A lot of them come from either socialist or, or communist countries. So they, they've been through that. Um, you know, the, the fact that they don't already vote red at like a 70 to 80 percent rate is just a, a failure of how terrible Republicans are at messaging and b a testament to how good the left is at propaganda. But I think they're finally starting to wake up to you know, and again, we, you and I both know most Republicans are shit, but there's a handful of good ones who really have their finger on the pulse of the nation and what's really pissing off the vast majority of regular Americans. And if Republicans have any sense about them, which a lot of them don't, they will jump on these issues. And, um, you know, I, I think before the Roe v. Wade stuff, we were looking at very much a red wave. I think that it gives the Democrats a little bit of life. Because, um, you know, for the left, like the ability to kill your unborn child at 30 weeks as opposed to 15 seems to be like the most important thing in the world to them. So they, they actually have a bit of a lifeline, the Democrats, with this Roe v. Wade stuff. But I still expect uh, I still expect there to be a big swing in, in the favor of the Republicans. And hopefully, as a result, we can get some of these covid people on trial. Most most likely, Dr. Fauci, he needs to be indicted. Uh, I feel this and I know you feel this as well. In a perfect world, he would be. 
uh, prosecuted with crimes against humanity. Especially when you're looking at I don't I don't think we're gonna I, I don't think we're gonna get that, but if if we could just if we could have federal if we could have him charged with federal crimes, I would take that as a starting point. Especially when you when you look at the the labs and the funding that they have sent to labs all over the all over the world, not just all over the country, and the things that those labs have been doing, uh, both the cruel, just the strictly like straight up cruelty to animal, like not even you can't justify some of that stuff they were doing to dogs as as like actual testing, like that was just straight up cruelty. Yeah, um, and other things that they that they have been doing the all of the studies that have been supposedly conducted and then just completely covered up the actual truth of what came from those studies. Like you would think they would, you know, hold somebody accountable, if not him, like an underling or something. But yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll never happen. That's not the way, it's not the way the system is construed, but it, it would be nice. Um, Yeah. It's going to be the, the midterms are going to be interesting. Uh, I don't, think the Roe v. Wade thing is going to be as big a deal in terms of helping the left as what a lot of people do. If you look historically at voting numbers, uh, anytime something like this does become a big talking point and really gets pushed in the in the media, uh, it actually works the other way. And it's a more of the like Bible Belt um, pro-life group really shows up where they're needed to as opposed to the other way around. Like it, it's always touted as like, this is a big sticking point for the left that they're going to use this to, to drive numbers. And it, it almost always historically works out the other, the other way. Like the only thing that the only time I can really think of in particular that it didn't work that way was the recently with the Kansas vote, but that was a, that was a primary. Uh, So, but instead of, so instead of having the, the ballot measure, be added onto the main election in November. They they tacked it onto the primary, which historically nobody shows up to vote in primaries, uh, especially like yeah. especially in a a midterm or an off year. Like nobody nobody shows up to to vote in primaries and in midterms or off years. And then and then it also the primary happened in what would be like peak farming season in that part of the world and if you look at like a voting map and the way that the numbers tend to break down in in kansas um the like kansas city topeka showed out and that's like basically a hundred percent of who would who would vote for that is in those areas and the entire rest of the state really didn't vote and that's and that, that entire rest of the state is the very red part of the state so like I don't consider that as a huge win. It it was to some extent a win for uh, for the left on that, but it it was kind of a fluky one. And the Republicans who put that who put that uh, bill on the ballot, I, they were fucking retarded. Number one, the wording of it was terrible. Number two, the timing of it. Like, why would you put that on on a primary ballot and not on the main ballot in november like the, everything about that was uh, everything about that was done about as as backwards wrong as you could possibly do it so like yeah yeah the thing was pretty well set up to fail from the beginning and maybe it's you know 
I've talked about um, subversive elements within the right and the way they will do stuff. Like you saw Lindsey Graham present his, uh, yeah, his uh, nas- nationwide 15 week abortion bans. Uh, it's like, dude, number one, shut the fuck up. Know the, <laughs> like, know the situation, know where you are. You just overturned Roe versus Wade to do away with a 50 state allowance of abortion and to put it back in the state's rights. And now you're trying to turn around and take it away from state's rights and make it a federal abortion ban again. Like, dude, go away. Uh, whenever he, whenever he's up for re-election, the, his district of South Carolina needs to boot him summarily. Uh, it, it won't happen, but it needs to. Yeah. No, I mean, if you ever thought Lindsey Graham was controlled opposition, what he did would have been like the perfect bit of evidence to to prove you right. It's like there's no reason to do that. OK, like you, all you're doing is, is is like whipping up the Democratic base as a reason to like, oh, my God, they're trying to. And I mean, again, first of all, can we just talk about the fact that 15 weeks is not unreasonable at all? Like you can't decide whether or not you're going to go through with this pregnancy after what? What is that? Three and a half months. I mean, that, OK, but that that's a separate issue. And 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 by the way, that's actually a longer leash than what most Western European countries have as their limit. So, I mean, it's just the fact that people are upset over 15 weeks. I don't know exactly what it is they want. They want like they want abortion to be completely legal up until the day your child would be child is born. No questions asked. They want an abortion clinic on every fucking corner of every neighborhood, completely funded by the taxpayer. Right. And it's not good enough just to have it in New York and California. They got to have it in Kentucky. And I, like, this, this is what the left really wants. Uh, you know, it's like if the the motto of the left may as well be, let us have whatever we want. Let us do to you whatever we want. Otherwise, you are pressing us. They and I forget who I heard say this. They they act as if them not being able to impose their will on you is somehow an imposition on them. If they don't get to win 100 percent of the time, then the sky is falling and it's a threat to democracy. This is genuinely how these people think. Um, but, but, you know, and like sort of back to COVID, it, it was you and I were, I know we, we used to at least identify as libertarians. And right now we sound like full on right wingers and I can speak to myself and I'm sure I can speak to you and a lot of other people. The last two and a half years, I have definitely moved further right on the political spectrum. There is no question about that. I would not call myself a Republican. I am certainly not still a fan of the GOP, but just culturally, politically, I have become much more right wing than I ever have at any point in my life. And it was the COVID stuff. It was the Black Lives Matter stuff. And it is just this sexualization, gender theory, take your kids to drag show stuff. You like just just the child sexualization stuff alone. You do not want to know the type of people I would be willing to vote for in order to correct for that one thing. Okay, I I would put that as my number one issue and I would vote for people who are willing to do some very ruthless and illegal things just to correct for that one thing. I mean, all you got to do is look at the the Weimar Republic. People will vote for some pretty what ultimately ends up being some pretty terrible shit in order to get rid of some even more terrible shit, possibly even more terrible shit like that's, you know, what we are seeing happening in our modern society is what led to the rise of Nazism. Like 100%. The, the, and, the parallels, the parallels are like genuinely frightening. And like people who are actually educated on history and know that, and know the history of the Weimar Republic and, and the history of the Nazi party and how it came to be like, yeah, it's, um, 
Did they end up doing some pretty fucked up shit? Yes. The reason that they came to power to begin with is because there was some pretty fucked up shit going on and somebody needed to put an end to it. And, you know, so that's if you're going to if you're going to push to one extreme of this, then, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And the push back in the other direction is going to be just as extreme. So when you're looking at this and you think, oh, yeah, we should definitely be allowing all of this like crazy bullshit something's going to give at some point and it's probably it's probably not going to be real pleasant like i don't necessarily want to see the rise of a second you know nazi nation and it have and it be an american one but at the same time like something's got to fucking give and um you know we're we're going to see we're going to see a rise of something it's going to be a, either it's going to be a caesar or it's going to be a hitler but it's going to be a something and it's and it's going to push back against this shit and it's probably not going to be real pleasant as as these transitions tend to not be. And, you know, it's you you have the option uh, as the left. They, they have the option to to not push things as far as they have. And they even said when. You know, when they were enacting all of this stuff all along the way, oh, who's it hurting? What's it hurting? Who's it hurting? What's it hurting? Keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And here we are. And like it's it's hurting. It's hurting us societally. It's hurting us culturally. Like, and the more hurt you do, the more is going to be brought back at you. And so, yeah, it's. I think the next, excuse me, next ten, fifteen years are going to be interesting. Yeah, it's you know people often push back. They're like, you know, oh, how does any of this crazy cultural stuff affect you anyway? I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I I would like to raise my family in a culture that is not completely insane. And that is not run by Marxists who are trying to employ their revolution by taking over every single nation in the country. I would like to raise my son in a healthy, stable culture. Okay, so when I see this stuff happening, yes, it absolutely affects me. Anybody who thinks the culture doesn't affect them is. I'm not sure if it's uneducated, if it's just blind or naive but it always does and it's you know like you were I, talking about we're neither, neither of us are necessarily republican but we're definitely moving more right and and more right i, I mean i was very right at one time and um kind of course corrected and and came back to more middle and now i've moved back much more right and and i don't identify as a republican i'm a uh more of a liberty minded, like I'll vote for who I think is going to actually be able to make legitimate change. Like who's going to win and, and do something about it. Like that's, that's who I'm going to vote for. And if it's a libertarian or if it's a Republican, then like I'm going to vote for them. Uh, And honestly, uh, I've said it before. Like I would love nothing more than to see a good Democrat, like a Tulsi Gabbard type that like ran for something. And I would vote for somebody like that, like because I think she I think she would actually do something about stuff or somebody similar to that. But like those those people don't really exist on the left. And and the ones that do, they get uh, steamrolled out pretty quickly or that they just don't get the opportunity to uh, to be largely impactful. But like as you look at the last two years and all the covid stuff, like you can't take that that libertarian approach of, you know, neither right nor left of you know, both sides are equally bad. 
if you look at what's going on in schools and I mean, shit, just look at the account lives of TikTok and uh, yeah. Yeah. Defiant mm-hmm. Hills, the one that posts like the, the the different posts from from like two years ago or in some cases, even like uh, two hours ago to like the most recent post from some of these like really um, big left wing accounts and just the absolute hypocrisy of the things they say and do or the the blatantly terrible shit that they are trying to push and and are willing to admit that they're trying to push like you can't you can't view the right on the same footing as that like there it's no it's clearly like, not um well, they're and, not and it's it's really revealing like how app leftists get over that account lives of tiktok it's like all, all of it's doing is sharing unedited video content of leftists in positions of influence, sharing what they believe and what they're doing to children. It's completely unedited. She barely adds her own commentary. It's just holding up a mirror to the left, saying this is what these people are. And it infuriates them because at some level, they know that their ideas are completely satanic and they have to manipulate and lie and gaslight these ideas into the public through, uh, you know, underneath a veil. Because people would reject them if they saw what they absolute what, what they actually are. And what Libs of TikTok does, it presents these ideas from the horse's mouth as to what they actually are. And you know, I remember, um, and I'm sure you do too, like 2014, 2015, when all of this insanity like on college campuses started to arise and there were all these stories coming out. And like there were people ringing the alarm bells, like some public figures like Jordan Peterson, most notably, and like uh, people like you and me were proud, like I remember showing my friends. Like th- this stuff is crazy and it's going to have a negative consequence long term. And the reaction for most people is just like, oh, it's just a few crazy people on college campuses. It's not nearly as widespread. They're going to grow out of it. Every excuse under the book. And how has that worked out? Instead, these lunatics have taken over every single institution of power and influence in the country and they're ushering in their destructive clown world. And we essentially all are suffering the consequences of it. And, you know, it. It also speaks to the spineless of like some ordinary left wing people, because I know there's a lot of like regular Democratic voters and liberals. They don't really like this stuff. But even now they're trying to downplay the the, the prevalence of it, just like back then they were downplaying like how how um, pervasive it was, because like they, they understood what was happening, but they didn't want like they knew acknowledging it was an indictment on their ideology altogether because it was all coming 100 percent from their side. And even now, as it started to trickle out into every single element of society, I still have people who are like telling me that I'm overreacting to it, you know, and there's like, first they tell you that what what you say is happening isn't actually happening. And then they move to, okay, it's happening, but you're overreacting to it. And then it's okay, it's happening and it's happening more frequently, but um, you're misinterpreting what they're saying. They're really just preaching tolerance. And then it eventually gets to the point where they just ignore it because they know this stuff is indefensible. Okay, and like they need to grow a fucking spine and just just announce it. If you're one of these normal Democratic voters who hates this stuff, put your ego aside and come out and acknowledge that this stuff is fucking trash, that it is a cancer to society. But so many of them cannot do it because they understand these are the people who vote the same way as them. And they also understand that many of the Democrats that they now vote for are all collectively pushing this stuff. And I I guess it's just it's it's an inability to acknowledge that all of this stuff is coming from their side and that's not something they want on their plate. Well, well and another one of the things I've talked about the 
the book Coddling of the American Mind several times. Uh, like excellent, excellent book. But another one of the things that they they understand is if they do call it out and they say, hey, look, this isn't good. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this shit. Maybe we should dial it back a little bit. Uh, they're going to get canceled. They're going to get come after like with the full rage that you've seen all you know on all of these college campuses. Like the the thing that gets left out of the whole uh, 2014, 15, like all of the insanity that was going on on college campuses is a lot of that was directed at left wingers. They were eating their own. Like they were yeah. going after very, very liberal professors who had the balls to stand up and say, hey, look, um, a woman is a woman is a woman is a woman. And that's just the biology of it. Or hey, some of this stuff that y'all are saying and doing is batshit fucking crazy, and maybe you should dial it back a little bit and not be so batshit crazy, they got canceled immediately. Like the Evergreen College thing, where they basically yeah. just gave the students run of the school because, yeah, and I mean, it, they are they are petulant children who get their way, and the the adults in the room, you know, the ones who should be standing up and saying, hey, like, knock it the fuck off. They are terrified. The like the inmates, the inmates are running the prison, as far as the left is concerned, or as far as the left goes. Like <clears throat> they are, they are already, they are already being overrun by all of the worst elements, and there's nothing they can do about it at this point. Like it's gone too far. So now that's why you see so many of the of the politicians who just embrace it and push that stuff, even though like you know they don't actually vote for it. You know that they yeah. don't actually believe in it, but for talking points and stuff like that, like they go with it, they talk about it, they they run with it because they know if they don't, then then they'll get turned on. And and if they were honest with themselves, there are enough of them that they could weather that and just keep pushing forward without having to to completely cave to all of this insanity. But they're not going to do that because those insane people are the ones who go out and vote and like they yeah. need those. They need those votes. Well, and there's there's a um, there's another problem um, in regards to this issue. And it's uh, it's essentially the like the mind of the NPC that will just go along with whatever's popular. Like in 2014, 2015, this stuff was still very fringe. Like you're only seeing it on like fringe left wing outlets like uh, like Mike.com and Salon.com and, and Slate.com. And so it was very easy for most people who identified as leftists to just be like, oh, yeah, of course, this is insane because there was no mainstream cultural acceptance of it. But now this stuff, it's not just accepted by the mainstream culture. It is the mainstream culture. And so a lot of these people that have no minds think, you know, your t- your typical progressive suburban young white woman, right? Or like your progressive suburban wine mom, right? They just go along with whatever's popular. So now because this stuff is essentially the mainstream, they have completely embraced it and they are advocating for it themselves. Well, seven, eight years ago, they never would have done it because it was obviously, obviously insane. It's still obviously insane, but since it's become popular, they're willing to throw their weight behind it because, you know, these are the types of people who they'll put you know, uh, stay home, save lives on their Facebook profile. And then a few months later, it's Black Lives Matter. And then a few months later, it's vote. And then a few months later, it's I got my my COVID-19 vaccine. And then a few months later, it's the Ukraine. And then a few months later, it's, uh, you know, abortion should be safe. Like whatever the, the, the I support the current thing mean, 
Okay, the NPC, that's not a meme. That is a documentation of our times. The NPC meme is an artifact of modernity. There are so many people like that in this country, more than I ever expected. And that that really has been just like the most demoralizing thing about all of this, like all of this bullshit that we have endured over the last two and a half years that was so obviously bullshit. It was the most pathetic, flimsy, see-through propaganda I've ever seen in my life. And so many people, they didn't just embrace it, they embraced it fanatically. And then when it came out that the people that they were demonizing and calling conspiracy theorists and science deniers six months to a year later were actually right about everything, they just drop it as if none of it ever happened. Now, I'm sure a part of that is shame because who would want to act the way these fucking assholes acted, especially during the vaccine mandate period where they were advocating people have their lives ruined and they were cheering death of people who were unvaccinated. They were saying these people shouldn't be getting medical treatment, just acting like the biggest fucking scumbags you could possibly imagine, only to find out that they were completely manipulated by lying psychopaths. Um, okay, who would want to have to face that down? Who would want to have to accept that they acted like, you know, the worst people in all tyrannical societies throughout history and that they were completely misled by authority to do so and then have to acknowledge that and confront that level of existential crisis as to who they really were? Because everyone likes to think they'd be the people hiding Jews under their basement in Nazi Germany. And I guarantee you the majority of people who are wishing death upon the unvaccinated and wishing that they lose their jobs and demanding that they not get hospital servants, they're the most vocal cunts on the face of the earth who would, who would think to themselves, I would, be, I would be hiding Anne Frank in my attic, okay? But instead, the exact opposite was proven to be true. And, and who, wants, who wants to accept that about themselves? Most people are just utterly incapable of it, so they're just gonna forget it and pretend like it never existed. But I know me and you and everyone like that, we will never fucking forget who those people are for the rest of our lives. And, and you know what? They're dead to me. They're fucking dead to me. If I saw any of them get hit by a truck outside and they were still alive, I would not even call the fucking ambulance to have them help. Fuck them. They demonstrated that they are my enemy and I don't fucking care about any of them. The, the friend-foe distinction is becoming a very important one to have as we move forward in society, as it's being rebuilt, so to say. Um, like, and the right-wing idea of, you know, uh, live and let live, and like, we're not gonna hurt, or you know, if we're not hurting anything, and they're not hurting anything, then, then we'll just let it, we'll just let it go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jason says, friend, Friend or fed, which which we do some friend or fed uh, panels on the two bit podcast, <laughs> and those are a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, figuring out who I mean that is really, and it, it really does kind of boil down to that. Like, who is who is your friend? Who's going to side with you? And who's the fed? Who's going to side with the government when it comes to mandates and all that kind of stuff? And and, and being able to to understand that and then um, associate accordingly, is, yeah. I think, is going to be incredibly like. Like the people who keep getting removed from Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else, like stop engaging with the people who hate you. Like, I, I mean, block fucking liberally and and don't let those people in. Like, it's a lot of fun to go and troll the 
POTUS account on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> what's her? I can't remember what her name is now. Nina something or other. Uh, Nina Turner. I, I love talking shit on her post. I, these big public accounts like this, they're not the ones who, they're the actual feds. They're not the ones who are reporting you. Like, right, the, right. The people who are in your circle that hate you, you need to weed them the fuck out of your circle. Like, don't, don't allow them to be part of it. And that's, that's been one of my favorite things to, uh, to kind of go back and look at old Facebook posts, like look at in your, you know, in your memories on Facebook every day and look at stuff from like 2006, 2008, 2010, things that people liked or commented on and see who's not on my friends list anymore. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of them, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them removed me. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was fun because I've known you for this entire time. I really haven't changed that much. You, you know, it's the NPC thing. Like you have changed to the point that you're going with whatever the modern or the current, uh, you know, chip that's being put in your head is. And it doesn't allow you to think that I'm right. So I have to, you have to get rid of me or, or some of them are ones that I identified as like, this is a person who would be problematic for me in the event of, you know, shit going sideways. So you don't yeah. have access to my life anymore. And that's, yeah. those, th- those are important things to do is to, to, you got to weed those out. And, uh, and it's going to be really important going forward. Cause you know, as, as COVID ends, um, something's going to begin, right? Like they don't, this was uh, like, people like us have been saying this was, the, this was the test run. This was to see how far they could go before seeing how far they would go so apparently pretty far apparently how far they can go is pretty damn far people are willing to put up with a hell of a lot yeah that surprised the shit out of me uh i was pleasantly surprised we got back from chicago earlier today and while we were in chicago i didn't see very many masks like very very few um so (laughs) as as i was like saying that out loud to to my wife she goes oh look right there it's like that's an Asian couple that doesn't count. Like that's yeah, no, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's one hundred percent true. Like <laughs> even before even before COVID, like like I've been to Korea a couple times, and like there's always a certain amount of them just walking around with masks. Big Asian population in New York before COVID, a lot of them would walk around with masks. Yeah, Asians Asians don't count. You can't judge like the legitimacy of of how freaked out are how, how freaked out people are based on how many Asians are wearing masks. They don't count. You know, something that I have found kind of interesting uh, when talking about like the mask thing and, and, and that sort of stuff is the number of young people that I saw during COVID still wearing masks or that actually would wear masks. And even the number of young people that I see now wear masks like that. That's a little bit disturbing. Like you are you're yeah. literally the least likely human being on the planet to get sick. Like, take the fucking thing off. And then and also, um, also, you're a teenager. You're supposed to rebel. What the hell are you doing? Right. Don't like don't write. Do not comply on your mask. So that's, <laughs> I, I've seen those. I've seen the yeah, do not comply mask. That. like that's the dumbest yeah. shit you could ever possibly. Um, but then also the the black community seems to have really taken to the masks, And I'm not sure what's up with that. I'm, uh, like the. Predominantly, when I do see people anymore who have masks on, they're either 
in their 20s or or they're black and uh, i'm i'm not really sure what's going on with that uh, i don't i don't know either and i i gotta be honest like that disappoints me as much as anything like when i see like a young like black kid who like looks like he's from the inner city still wearing a mask it's like dude you should know better than anyone not to believe a single thing that these people say like your entire history is is these people fucking you over you of all people should not be wearing that mask and not only that like during peak insanity you'd actually be able to get away with not wearing it because no one's going to say anything to you like in, in this politically correct society um but like going back to what you were saying earlier it's and I'm sure you've noticed this as well. It's amazing, like all the people that I once thought I respected that I now completely despise versus the people that I thought I despise that I've grown some respect for, like both both in my personal life and public figures, like Bill Maher is a big one. I will always have respect for that guy based on the way, and, and he did it from a left-wing perspective too, which was a lot more courageous because he's speaking to an audience um, that by and large bought into the, all the COVID stuff uh, much more passionately and much more fully than anyone on the right. And he, from the beginning, from the very beginning, he was against all of this stuff. And like every single time on his show, there was a, a clip of him speaking about how stupid and dangerous and terrifying all this stuff was. And um, I disagree with Bill Maher about an awful lot. And I, I'm sure I will going forward. But like how he conducted himself during COVID, I will always remember that. And I will always respect him for that. And yeah, like I always enjoyed, I always enjoyed Maher just on a like i would see clips of stuff that he would say and and he always had like the super left cringy left wing take on stuff but it, it would be interesting like he would make good points when he would do that stuff and and so i've always liked more um i've always liked more solo stuff uh we actually talked about this with carlos uh yeah he's better he's ago. better off of his show i like him when he's not on his show better than on his show yeah that's i talked about this with carlos on uh we did a an evening show of from for that morning show that I do. And he was talking about Bill Maher. It's like, I, I just don't like when Maher has the panels on and they get to going and they get to going around. Like he gets, he gets caught up in the bullshit of the panel. Yeah. And it stops being about the topic. Whereas when he's just, when he's just riffing and he is giving one of his, you know, one of his uh, monologues or whatever, he is good and he is on it. And like yeah. he, he very rarely, He'll get off on like a tangent with some that some dumb leftist shit, but usually he's just like spot on, like telling telling it like it is, and yeah. and it and a lot of times it's right, whether I agree with it or not. It's still he's still usually right. Like it's <laughs> he's good. Uh, I do I do like him a lot, uh, and yeah, yeah, he's he's one that has been s superb on this. There have been some others that, um, yeah, like like you know, it goes back to that that friend enemy distinction, like this. This is really kind of it's really kind of pulled it all open. So you got to yeah. see like who who would actually be uh on the right side of things. Like who who would actually fall on the right side of history if it if it all came down to it. It's no, it's true. It was it was the biggest it was the biggest issue of our lives and it was the biggest test run of our lives to see who would be the person complying and demanding that horrible things be done to their innocent neighbor. Um, and who would see through the bullshit and resist. And we got a very, very clear picture of who is who. And like I said, there there are people in my life who surprise me for the better and people who surprise me for the worse. I've, you know, just as I've excommunicated some people from my lives, I've made some new friends and I've grown closer with some people who I otherwise never would have because I, it's, you can't help but respect the people who were able to see through it. Um, and 
this is funny. I actually wrote something down, uh, and uh, just before just before we started, because I wanted to go through all this so we can like get a good look of all the stuff that the conspiracy theorists got one hundred percent right. Okay, so let's let's read number one lab leak. Okay, I mean it hasn't been proven yet, but it's like ninety percent that it came from a lab. Uh, lockdowns are a bad idea. The PCR tests are fraudulent. That was a conspiracy theory for a while. And even they wound up admitting that like six months to a year ago. Uh, they were overcounting the hospitaliz- hospitalizations and deaths because of the faulty way in which, and, you know, um, it was hyperinflating the numbers. That was uh, something go- that was really interesting was when they, they, they went back. Uh, there were a couple, there were a couple states and a couple countries that went back and just quietly ch- uh, cut their numbers down and, right, and right. corrected it. Like they went back and they were like, yes. Yeah, so it turns out um, there were a lot of a lot of these were counted wrong. And but they didn't. There was no fanfare made about it. Like they just very quietly went. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden the numbers were different. Like, hey, yeah. how's that? happen? Well, and like during the peak, like spring, summer of 2020, whenever I would argue with my friends, like the first thing you would jump to is so and so many people died. Three hundred thousand dead. Like that was their only argument. And it's like, well, OK, well, first of all. That doesn't prove that what we're doing is still a good idea. Like it's a fucking virus and it's highly contagious. People are going to die. Like there's no evidence that what we're doing is going to slow down the spread or, or, you know, minimize deaths. And number two, it's going to have long-term consequences, which we're finally starting to see. And, you know, and second, it's like the numbers are bullshit. Those are not real numbers. The real numbers are probably like 50, 60% of that. So yeah, I would always get into that, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, but another one, cloth, cloth masks don't work. Okay. Uh, the vaccine is not going to be that effective. There's another thing that conspiracy theorists are saying. There's going to be vaccine passports. And speaking of the vaccine passports, one of the things that has pissed me off so much over the last two and a half years is, do you remember you would predict something in like the summer of 2020 that uh, mandatory vaccinations and vaccine passports were going to come and people would mock you as a conspiracy theorist for suggesting it. And then when they came and you opposed the vaccine, you, you oppose the conspiracy that you correctly predicted. They would mock you for opposing the conspiracy that you correctly predicted. Like, like, what am I supposed to do with these people? How, how am I supposed to engage with someone like that? You know, you know how convinced I was that the vaccine passport was not only going to become a thing, but it was going to become such a popular and widespread thing that they were going to attempt to force it on everybody. There was a company that was in at the forefront of like producing these kind of things, like in Israel and stuff like that. Like they were doing some like beta testing in Israel. I remember and, that. And I, I invested. I invested in. Uh, I think not. I not. I didn't try, like, drop my life savings or anything, but I I put a couple hundred dollars on it because I was like, okay, like if this turns into what they say it's going to, um, I can make some bank on this. And then yeah. uh, that's that stock is effectively worthless now, which. Thank God, like I, I don't mind losing two hundred dollars on, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, on a uh, that not playing out. But at the same <laughs> time, like, yeah, that's 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 an overall W. That's not a loss. Yeah. In the that's that's an overall win for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I, I I was convinced. Like, I it wasn't just you know conspiracy. Like, I was I was just counting down the days for it to happen. And and I mean, to some extent, it did. Like, fortunately, it petered out because I don't I don't what. What was why was it why was it that it petered out so quickly? Like it, it just seemed like there wasn't a good way to enforce it, and it didn't. I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like people. You know what it was? Honestly, I think like people were getting their boosters, and like everyone who was triple vaccinated was still 
getting sick and some of them are getting really sick. And, you know, that's not something that the media can lie to you about. If you've taken three shots and because I have friends where this happened to and then you go to like a, a company party where it's mandatory for everyone there to be triple vaccinated and there's an outbreak amongst the mandatory triple vaccinated people at your company party and they all get sick. That's not something the media can lie to you about. Like this is a personal experience of these vaccines aren't doing what they promised we were do. And everyone who was either vaxxed or triple vaxxed or quadruple vaxxed, almost all of them got sick. And at a certain point, like the jig is up because there's only so much lying you can do to people when they experience something firsthand. It's like, well, now if we continue to tell them that this thing prevents transmission and we need the vaccine passports, now everyone, well, not everyone, there's always going to be that percentage of just appallingly stupid people, but more people are going to realize that we're just completely lying to them. I think, I think that was probably what did it more than anything else was the fact that almost every single triple vax person was getting COVID and in some cases getting really sick with COVID. And the authorities were finally like, well, we can't convince them that this is necessary anymore. That would be my guess. That's probably, that's probably pretty close. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I got a couple more. Uh, since they, they were censoring scientists and data that went against the prevailing narrative, we found out that that was true. I remember exactly how that, it, it's it's such a cloud. Like there's been so much shit that's happened. Like I, I remember bits and pieces, but remembering where everyone, where everything happened at exactly what point, it's kind of hard to remember the details. But I remember like, I think the CDC like they almost indirectly admitted they were censoring certain data because like it what they they thought it would deter people from getting the vaccine. Like I don't think they admitted it on uh like I don't think they were admitting it to be like ethical. It was like accidentally in the way they worded it. They're like, well, we don't want to put these studies in or hear from these scientists because it might deter people from getting the vaccine, which is an indirect admission that they're censoring uh data and science and scientists that they didn't like. That stuff was in in, in fact check articles, like from Politico and, and um, what was the other one? But like that was that was actually stuff that was put in fact check articles. When like if you said something about how uh, this stuff was getting censored, like there you, you know you'd get the little fact check thing that would pop up, and then if you clicked on it and you read the, the article, they would go into that and they would explain that the the information wasn't being suppressed, that these doctors weren't being silenced. It was that there was a concern from the CDC that if they did proceed with this information, then it would it would cause a a unnecessary deterrence to the population to get their vaccine. So so it's not being it's not being maliciously suppressed. It's for the, for the better good. It's for our own good. Yeah, it's, you don't need to know all of the information because if you do know all the information, you might make an educated decision for yourself. Whereas right. we'll just control the information you have. That way, the only decision you can make is the one that we've made for you. Right, because that's science, as we all know. That's how <laughs> yeah. science works. Um, uh, and so, yeah, the, other, the social credit banking system, when Justin Trudeau started locking people out of their bank accounts, it's another thing we were saying, the social credit banking system is coming and they're still going to try and implement it. And they're probably going to try and tie it to not only a social credit score, but like a, a climate credit score. So it's, that's one thing for people to keep their eye on is the social credit banking. They are absolutely going to try and implement that any way they can. Um, and this was my favorite one. Uh, when they tried to convince people that natural immunity was just a right-wing conspiracy that there's no such thing as do you remember that there's no such thing as natural immunity that's yeah. just a right-wing conspiracy and again i shouldn't be surprised after everything i saw leading up to that tens of millions of people they fucking bought it they just bought into it 
They well, because convinced it was the... a significant percentage of the population that natural immunity is a fucking conspiracy theory. Think because about it's that. The, it's the novel coronavirus. Like, remember, they right. used that, that word was used all the time. Like, it was emphasized. It was the novel coronavirus or no, yeah. novel COVID-19. <laughs> and, uh, it, like, you couldn't have you couldn't have natural immunity because it was something new. It didn't didn't exist. So you couldn't be naturally immune to it. Uh, well, number one, that's bullshit. Like as it as it turned out, there were other similar viruses to it that do exist. And number two, once you get it yourself, then yeah, you kind of do have a natural immunity that you develop. Uh, it, yeah. Well, now now all these. Now all these papers are coming out like publicly where they're like, oh, yeah, natural immunity actually is like preferable to vaccine immunity. It's like, yeah, no shit. People who are quadruple vax. They're still getting sick. No shit. <laughs> no, that, that natural immunity is, is better. Um, and, you know, those are just the conspiracy theories that have basically now been proven to be fact and not conspiracies. But there's other ones that haven't made their way around the mainstream yet, like the fact that these vaccines are killing and injuring people at extraordinary rates. We haven't come full circle on that one. I hope that it eventually comes out. I suspect it, it at some point it's going to have to, but that is going to be the ultimate one because if it becomes mo like if it becomes knowledge amongst the majority of people that these vaccines are not nearly as safe as they initially promised um, and that they have killed a significant number of people and injured a lot more. Um, I, I mean, I, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what type of reaction that that comes from the masses well i don't think we'll see any protests in america because we're just like the most pathetic people ever but like europe they're pretty good at protesting this stuff and you're starting to see some rage occur in europe over a lot of the, this climate stuff so it'd be very interesting to keep your eye on that and um and how that unfolds and so on top of that also the the pax lovid stuff like i've i've kind of followed pax lovid along the way because at, at first it was, um, they used, one of the original iterations of it was using remitivir, which is a uh, HIV treatment. <laughs> and yeah. so, so you saw early on, there were um, people who were like trialing the Paxlovid were, were coming up with uh, false positive tests for HIV. And so... And so, like, they're doing these trials, and they're issuing the people who are doing these trials actual HIV medicine. They're like, so it's a false, it's a false positive. It, you don't actually, it didn't give you HIV, but we're going to give you this HIV medicine just in case. Uh, like, that was <laughs> fucking insane. And then the rebound COVID being a thing with, with Paxlovid. That was, that was a conspiracy theory. Or, you know, that didn't actually exist. Rebound COVID doesn't happen and especially not if you've taken your paxlovid except that like it literally happened to joe biden <laughs> yeah i i know and, and fauci and fauci and fauci yeah and, oh, and they're like you... oh well it's it's only like it's only 40 percent of the case of the people who take it get rebound covid it's like you do realize that's a high fucking number right like for the medicine yeah, yeah. that's supposed to be your miracle cure treatment for for covid only 40 percent get rebound COVID? Like that's yeah. a pretty high fucking number. Yeah. Well, it happened to the right people, at least Joe Biden and uh, Dr. Fauci, you know, and did you, did you see on Fox news, like maybe a month or two ago when they were talking about like this weird change to women's menstrual cycles amongst uh, the vaccinated 
And Dr. Fauci's exact words was, we need to study it more. And it's like, okay, again, that is an indirect admission that you don't know jack shit about these vaccines. And I'm sorry, shouldn't that studying have been done before you coerced God knows how many people into taking these shots? And all through 2021, when they're they're actively encouraging and telling pregnant women that they could that they should be getting this, that it was perfectly safe for them and their baby. And then you had like how many reported miscarriages and other problems that came from that. And since then, there has been a at least two studies that I know of that have come out that showed that like this was really bad for pregnant women. And it's now having an effect on menstrual cycles and stuff like that. And And sperm counts. Yeah, that too. Like it's it's really really having all of the all of the uh repercussions all the conspiracy theories are all the conspiracy theories are coming true every single one of them every single one of them you know and it's like okay first of all you told that you you felt like fauci walensky biden god knows how many members of the corporate media looked us right in the eye national tv and said you will not get or spread covid if you take these vaccines they were 100 percent unequivocally wrong about that so that alone shows that they don't actually know jack shit about these vaccines because they promised that we could basically eliminate covid by taking them that turned out not to be true and now dr fauci is admitting that they haven't studied the effect on women's menstrual cycle cycles nearly as much as they should have. so again these are not direct admissions that we don't know nearly as much about these vaccines that as we assured you we knew but indirectly because they're you know they're on tv so much and they talk so much they have slowly started to admit that they lied through their teeth about these vaccines and they do not know jack shit you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that you know for a fact that these vaccines have no long-term effects when there's no study on the long-term effects because they've only been out for a freaking year and a half and secondly you got the efficacy of the vaccine 100 wrong and you looked us in the, right in the eye and told us that you were 100 certain about that so like why would anyone believe them when they say we guarantee you there's no long-term consequences? There's no way to prove that. Well, and then one of the really blue-pilled uh, talking points that came out whenever you would make those sorts of arguments, like there isn't research that's been done on this. Like it's not, it's it's new. It just came out. They haven't done due diligence on it. This is not a good idea. They would go back and they'd say, oh, well, if you look at this timeline here, you've got uh I think it was, I think it might have been swine in 2004. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but anyway, it was not quite 20 years worth of research and development and all of this stuff that had been going on. Like they, I, I want to say, I want to say it was one of those Boston rag uh, newspapers that ran this, but it was like, it was a, this whole graph that laid out the timeline of how the, COVID vaccine had been researched over the last 18, 20 years. And I was like, okay, hang on. If you look at all of these like points that you've got through here, and then you go actually just do a little bit of digging and and like do some research on the individual studies and stuff that were, that were being done, every one of these fucking studies got canceled because once they got to animal trials, they killed everything. Like yeah. in, in more than one trial, they literally killed everything and they stopped doing the trials because they couldn't keep anything alive when they did them like it wasn't it's not that they've been researching this forever and having like great success it's they've been researching this and just murdering off animals left and right trying to figure out how to get it right 
But and when you but when you would bring this up to people, they'd be like, well, you know, you're not a doctor. Like, what do you know? Like, I'm going to listen to doctors. And it's like, oh, OK, fine. Fair enough. I'm not a doctor. But like, let's let's say, for example, um, I took my car. I had a mechanic that I kept taking my car to. Right. And every time I took my car to the mechanic, the problem wasn't solved. A new problem arose. And he also charged me more than market value. And eventually I said, you know what? Uh, I don't trust this mechanic. I think I'm going to look for a new one. And someone would be like, well, you're not a mechanic. How do you know whether or not he's ripping you off? It's like, I don't know, common fucking sense. My car never gets fixed. It has new problems. He's charging me more than he should. But but that's the way these people think. They would look me in the eye and say, you're not a mechanic. So you have no right to reach your own conclusions about what's going on. It's no different. It's Yeah, it's the whole, well, you're not a scientist. You're not a researcher. How do you know? You don't. Need, you need to have a modicum of common sense. That's all it requires. Like, well, there are actual scientists and researchers who have been looking at this and they write papers on it. They report what they report their findings. No, I may not be a scientist and I may not be a researcher, but I know how to fucking read, uh, you know, above a second grade level. So I can, you know, I can glean information from a bunch of information that's being given and figure out what's going on. Like, I I don't have to be a, a researcher or a scientist in order to just read and, you know, have basic reading comprehension, which, you know, we talked about the insanity of, of, uh, like how the left or how um, Hispanic immigrants have been so supportive of the left and now they're starting to turn. I wish more was talked about with like inner city uh, African-American communities and graduation rates and illiteracy rates. Uh, like if you look at, I think it was, uh, no, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta was was boasting like the highest graduation rates amongst black high school students, especially again, uh, young black men, yeah. uh, like highest yeah, pre, graduation pre, rate. Civil, pre-civil rights movement. This is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, no, I mean, recently, like, yeah, Oh, recently. Yeah. Like within okay. the last couple of years, they were like high. They've got the highest graduation rates since. Uh, yeah. Since the shit. I can't even remember. Uh, anyway. Super high graduation rates. And. Uh, what was the, the number? It was, I want to say it was close to 80% were illiterate, like, like not, not like, uh, you know, a fifth grade reading level, but like functionally illiterate, like cannot read or write like at all because they're just to act like they're being supportive of the African-American communities. What they're doing is they're pushing them through and they just keep passing them. And they give them a degree or a diploma and say, congratulations, you you graduated. Now you can go get a job or or even one of the even worse things is. And I think this was in New York. I, I could be wrong. It might have been Chicago, but I, I think it was New York. They were touting how many of these. Uh, and it, it tends to go back to young African-American men. They would push them through school, get them graduated. And then put them in college, functionally illiterate, and they would mm-hmm. put them in college. And within a year, they would, and a lot of times even within a semester, they would flunk out. So then, not only do they have a completely useless uh, high school diploma, they also have ten to twenty thousand dollars in student loans that they have no way of paying back because yeah. they're fucking illiterate. Yeah. 
No, I mean, Thomas Sowell has probably documented this better than anyone. Like he talks about how, um, you know, like pre-civil rights movement, like the African-American community, their uh, gross median income per family was closer to white families, a lot closer than it is now. Their child legitimacy rate was at about 70 percent, as opposed to now the illegitimacy rate is about 70 percent. Uh, their community, a lot of them were small business owners. Like they were actually doing very, they had made tremendous strides from the end of slavery up until the 1950s. And this is while Jim Crow was still a thing. This was still like a much more racist society than it is now. And they were, they were doing pretty well, like very well, comparatively speaking. And then the civil rights movement came in. The, the great society was implemented. All these government top-down left-wing policies were implemented. The welfare state, no fault divorce. And since then you see like a steady decline in black performance and black standard of living and black income. And, you know, the solution is always, well, we got to go even harder left, you know, and, and the more left policies you implement, the more it declines. And of course, nobody knows this. Like I've talked to friends who, you know, are pretty smart and educated. And I tell them about like what the statistics on income for the African-American community was, what graduation rates were, what, uh, you know, child legitimacy rates were. They're completely clueless. They had no idea that any of this even existed. Like I have to tell them, no, like you fact check me. Go look for yourself. I'm not making this up. No one knows this stuff. And, and you know, the, the people in power have a vested interest in them not knowing it because, you know, they need to they need the black community to feel like it's everyone out there is racist. They're trying to oppress and kill you. And you need us to save you. And the way we save you is to vote for us. And that narrative has been very, very effective for the left since the 1960s. And they are certainly not going to let it go. Well, I mean, it's to that point, like they're all of the statistics show that it's been a terrible thing, but you, you can never convince anybody of that. Like none, nobody, nobody knows that. And it's, and it's the direct result of the department of education. Like we used to have yeah. an incredibly high standard of, uh, of like education. And now it's not, uh, it's not about like what's, truth it's not about what's factual it's about what do you feel what makes you feel good what do you th what's your truth like it's um everything has become very subjective and yeah. like it's it, it it's uh it's a deliberate dumbing down of younger generations to stupid people are easier to oppress i mean that's yeah for sure easier to control for sure yeah yeah they don't even the thing is, they don't even need to oppress us because they're the indoctrination is, has clearly been so successful. People are more than happy to oppress themselves. Like, that's the crazy thing. And, you know, I, I know I've spoken with you about this. Like, that's been really in many ways the most demoralizing aspect of, of all things COVID is just, you know, even at, despite all the lies, all the hypocrisies, politicians, while they're vacationing in a different country, telling you not to see your family and travel to see your family during Thanksgiving or Christmas. And like, they just eat it up. They're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Every single mayor that was pushing mask mandates, seeing outside in clubs, in crowded areas, not wearing a fucking mask. Stacey Abram taking a picture with a bunch of masked up kindergartners, not wearing a mask. Like these people are signaling out in the open. They're not following the rules they're telling you to. They don't give a shit about them. They're flaming hypocrites, but people still just mindlessly comply. I, I don't, I, like, I, I'm at a loss for words because it makes me so angry and demoralized. And I don't know what to do about these people because we're surrounded by them. 
And especially if you live in a city like New York, you're surrounded by more of them. And tyranny will always be a threat because of people like that. And and as we're seeing COVID kind of winding down, you're seeing a lot of those people will sort of start to wake up and take the right approach to things. And without uh, just completely admittedly saying that, hey, y'all were right, the way they're living their life, they know we were right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But the like the hard the hard black pill on that is whenever the next thing comes because it's coming, probably in the form of climate. They, change. they will take everything. They will take everything that's happened over the last two years, and they will forget about it, and they will no. fall back in line with the next thing. And the same people who were ringing the alarm bells about COVID and were proven to be right about everything and were demonized for it, they will be ringing the alarm bells about the next thing. They will be right in the long term, but they will once again be demonized uh, by the masses for it. That's that's just how this works. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been kind of a wild, wild ride. It's been a lot of fun, especially to to go through the last two years with with you and other people like you and have these conversations and kind of, I mean, we could go back and pull every episode that we've done, and I would say we have pretty thoroughly tracked all of this like I, step by step. I recently watched, we did four episodes before this, like over the past few months, I went back and watched all of them. Our batting average, no exaggeration, it's like eight or 900. We were right about almost everything. It's, it's amazing. And um, I, so to give, to give the people on the other side a semi-win. Now, granted, you and I never said this, but one of the things that the conspiracy theorists got wrong, but it was, it was only a certain small percentage of the conspiracy theorists. And you probably remember them in the very beginning. They were saying the virus didn't even exist. I don't know if you remember those people. They're saying, oh, it doesn't actually exist. It's just, you know, it's a psyop. Okay, you want me to you want me to throw the other side somewhat of a victory? Yes, there was a small percentage of conspiracy theorists saying the virus didn't exist. They were wrong about that. You were right about that. But that's literally the only fucking thing you have. People like you and I and those of us in our groups, we were right about all of it. And you know what? If any of these people came to me and said, Look, man, you were right. I was wrong. Uh, you know, I I apologize. I apologize for some of the things I said to you. Uh, what books have you read? What podcasts are you listening to? How did you know to see through all this stuff way before everyone else did when I didn't? Like, I would instantly forgive them. And I'd be like, welcome aboard, brother. But they're not going to. So fuck them. Yeah, even even though they know at this point they were completely wrong. They're not going to do it. Well, and those are the people that now that it is over, they're the people that blocked us, that muted us, that unfriended us, and now they see it. And you can see in their just day-to-day lives, like, you know, some of these people are people I know in person, and you can see in their day-to-day lives that they know I was right. Yeah. They won't, they won't unblock me. They won't send me a friend request they're not they're not going to come back because that's too hard a pill to swallow like to be that wrong about the biggest issue of our lives to be that wrong about the biggest thing that's ever happened and not just be wrong but be incredibly condescending and authoritarian and frankly evil in your wrongness like i said that is an existential crisis most people simply cannot face and they don't want to. Like they, I wouldn't. 
Yeah, I mean, they're content to they're content to pretend that they were doing it for the for the greater good. That you know they had they had all of the justification. That none of your none of the information that was literally at your fingertips that you could just type a few letters in in a certain order and get all of that information just with a basic search of the internet. Like they're not going to admit that that they that they were lazy, that they didn't put forth the due diligence, that they did actually fall for the narrative. That that's just it's too it's too hard to to accept that. So so they just move on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, and especially since the people that they hate, it's not just that they were wrong. The people they hate were right. And who the hell wants to admit that? Yeah, it's a hard, hard pill to swallow. Lots of, yeah. lots of hard pills to swallow over the last couple of years. Well, you got anything yeah. else? Well, there's going to be more to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, we can wrap it up there. I mean, I'm sure shit will continue to play out. And, uh, you know, I can jump on again and we can chat a little bit more. Oh, I have no doubt. After the next thing that I want to watch is how do the midterms go? And then based on how the midterms go, what do they start to do next? Because that's that's what's going to tell you uh, the direction that we're going for the next two years leading up to the presidential election of 2024. Because uh, the next thing is coming and how they go about approaching it and manufacturing it and then enforcing it is going to be interesting. And it's going to be, it's going to largely hinge on the midterms and how that plays out. So, so we're going to get to watch in real time, all of this kind of uh, house of cards start to, fall in on itself and see exactly what comes of it. Yeah, no question. And I got a lot to say about all of that. So we definitely should do this again in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see how November plays out and then we'll, uh, we'll plan on coming back and reevaluating some of our, uh, some of our thoughts on that sort of stuff and, and see where we, where we were right and where we were wrong. We're probably going to be right on more than we were wrong on as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Evan, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Uh, if you got anything to plug or whatever, have at it. Nope. We'll no, call it nothing show. to plug. Nothing to plug. Just uh, you know, I, I like to vent on shows like this, and obviously on my Facebook feed. But uh, no, nothing to plug. I just enjoy chatting about this stuff because it, it's therapeutic for me. So, I do highly recommend for anybody that is on Facebook and listening to this to to find Evan on Facebook because he does post a lot of information and he. Like he does the research and he does the due diligence and and he puts the information out there. Like it's it's all right there. If you're if you're wondering where he's getting it from, like he he covers his he covers his shit very well. So like you have been you have been a source for whenever I couldn't find stuff that I was looking for. I go look at your Facebook feed and I could usually <laughs> find like I know I saw this somewhere and I, I just can't remember where. Like I bet it, I bet it was Evan. So nice. yeah. Um, so if you get an influx of uh, of friend requests from people who have me as a mutual, uh, yeah, you have a lot of good information, and, and you have definitely you have definitely been one of them who has been spot on on all of this and living living in the middle of a of the hell that is New York. I mean, I I can't imagine uh, it was bad enough in you know semi rural Indiana. I can't imagine what it was like in 
in that. So. No, I developed a lot of hatred for a lot of people. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Well, Evan, thanks a lot. This has been great, and we will definitely be doing it again. And for everybody who is watching or listening, I will be back on Wednesday to cover some what I think is coming from the from the midterms and some of the things that I've seen happening in the run-up here just over the last two weeks. Um, you know, you always get October is always like the the big month where shit gets crazy. Um, it's started already. And it's going to be really interesting to see what direction all of this goes as we as we move towards November. So tune in on Wednesday for that. And I hope everybody has a great rest of your night. And I will see you later. Before we go, don't forget to head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check out our longest and most favorite sponsor, Carlos Vanessa Abelar and Paloma Verde CBD. Get all of your CBD needs and you get 10% off your order of $75 or more, plus anything over $75 is free shipping. So head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com to get all your CBD needs. Have a good week, everybody.